0: to NURFM 25 to 1, Barry Preston. Well, we're very fortunate to have a gentleman today with 30 years' experience in the financial markets as an equities and derivatives trader, during which time he controlled the Macquarie Bank's trading business, has been a number of years as a professional trader and now a senior client advisor with Cameron Stockbrokers in Sydney. Also, he is from time to time a guest host on Sky Business News. Hi, Henry. How are
1: you? Hi, Barry. Good, thanks. How are
0: you? I'm very well indeed. Let's get into it very quickly. Sure. The Australian Stock Exchange, ASX, seems to have underperformed most overseas markets in this very, very uh, touchy world. Any obvious or logical answer, do you think?
1: Um, I, think uh, I think there are some logical answers. I think one of the problems that we have is that we do have very high deposit rates, so that's keeping some of our retail investors out of the market. Um, also, the overseas investors do tend to be shunning the Australian market at the moment for various reasons, one of which I think is that um, we're perceived as a uh, proxy for China, which people are looking at as uh, slowing down as opposed to speeding up, whereas the US is speeding up um, their recovery. So uh, so there's a little bit of uh, underperformance, I think, because of that.
0: Interesting you say that, because I have never seen so much conflicting information in the financial markets arena. Look, (laughs) (laughs) there's the financial press, there's analysts, the political arena, overseas news. Uh, Look, so much conflicting information...
1: There, there is an awful lot. I mean, that's, I guess, what makes a market, but there certainly is um, some some conflict out there. I mean, even uh, comments the other day from BHP on the state of the iron ore market could be uh, in, interpreted both ways, and, and the bears certainly seized upon them as, uh, as evidence that they see China slowing down and the iron ore uh, boom finishing, whereas, actually, if you go through what uh, BHP actually were talking about and look at the graphs that they produced for their presentation, where that came from, um, they're seeing, seeing very much the opposite effect and that uh,
0: growth is still there. It's funny, you know, because Rio Tinto said the same sort of thing, that the world's iron yeah. or miners need to produce an extra 100 million tonnes to meet China demand in the next seven years. So there's some more conflicting information where another analyst said that um, uh, that the raw materials, the iron ore, the prices of iron ore were unsustainable and should soften and, and also expect a persistent and significant slowdown. I mean, wow.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I think the thing that people are looking at is the, is the, is the rate of growth that China is uh, experiencing. We've just seen recently they've sort of ratcheted down that rate to a, to a target of 7.5%, uh, percent. but you've got to remember you know, that 7.5%, 8% growth which, uh, which China is, is going to achieve is coming on top years and years of years of 10% growth, so it cannot go on forever. You can't keep growing at 10 to 12% in an economy, so it's inevitable that it does slow down, but it's still, you know, it's still a massive growth rate for a much more expanded economy.
0: Especially one of the world's biggest uh, populous countries, isn't it? Exactly. And yeah. India, of course, there's some growth in India, definitely.
1: Uh, there is some growth in India. I mean India uh, has not been growing quite as fast as China, and they do seem to have some, uh, some issues there at home and the, and the growth rate has been slowing down. Interest rates have been going up over there, um, so it's probably not the miracle that China is um, it, being a, the world's biggest democracy, I guess sometimes it's harder to get things done in a democracy than it is to get things done in a dictatorship.
0: A good example of that of course, is in Australia where we have very uh, different political uh, two different uh, major political parties different political parties in states where in china they have exactly the same one That said, do it or else
1: that's exactly right so you know it, it is a lot easier to control things if you've got that kind of political mechanism
0: in place certainly before we get on to a few some stocks on the asx the rba seems to be indicating that it may sit tight on interest rates due to the booming economy where well in the resources but retail business and manufacturing and building industry are finding it really tough
1: yeah i mean i i, I must admit I, i'm the rbi i think they've been focusing on on this uh, resource boom which we're having which is obviously fantastic but it's very much concentrated in one sector um, the uh, the rbi's policy on interest rates has pushed uh, the uh, aussie dollar up to uh, to levels which are really hurting the rest of the economy and you know every other country around the world is trying to devalue their currency to give themselves a bit of an edge in the export market whereas we seem to be uh you know hell bent on uh, keeping our currency very high Higher than anybody else, um, and if so, is really hurting education, manufacturing, tourism, um, while the uh, the Western Australian and, and some of the Queensland uh, mining companies are doing very well.
0: Mm, interesting, isn't it? Of course, the carbon tax coming up—I don't think is going to help much either. Well, we've
1: got the carbon tax, and we've also got the uh, the mineral resources rent tax as well, um, which does add a little bit of sovereign risk to uh, to our country. But when you look around the world, you know that the mineral resource tax is is something that we're doing. But structuring their relationships with some of the mining companies from overseas and they're moving to take 50% of those mining companies. So although we think we've got it tough in Australia with our uh, mm. with our resource tax, um, it only applies to uh, certain companies in the, in the oil, uh, in the sorry in the iron ore and coal sectors and um, there are other countries around the world that are moving uh, far more aggressively in these sectors uh, to uh, to harness some of that uh, boom time income.
0: Interesting. Very quickly, David Jones, what's what's your uh, call on David Jones?
1: Uh, I th- I th- be there to be honest I can't see any reason to be there um, there's, there's been rumours that private equity would look at it because uh, it's cheap and they can turn it around strip assets out um, it's got a very large property portfolio but you know, re- realistically they've been very very slow to very hard for them so i can't really see where you've got an advantage in david Jones. the service has been appalling uh, it's very hard to find a um, you know somebody on the sales floor mm-hmm. because they've cut back there uh, and if you can buy the product far cheaper on the internet and it gets delivered in two days why would you go into a big department store i, th- I think the days of the big department stores are over and if you look at their property portfolio i mean who are you going to sell it to there's no other department stores around they're going to say oh wow that's fantastic Mm. Um, you know, Myers are hardly going to buy all the uh, the David Jones uh, department stores, and it's only really up to investors to do that, and they'd have to do some sort of sale and lease back to, uh, to David Jones to uh, to keep their presence. So I think they've just been very uh, tardy with their uh, with their IT and, and their internet uh, offering, and, it, and it's really caught up with them now.
0: An old-world situation. Of course, it's hurting a lot of the other retailers to the industry at the moment, isn't it? It, yeah.
1: it certainly is, but I mean, you look. yesterday we had a profit warning again from uh, Kathmandu, which is you know, it's somewhat, uh, weather related as well. They do very well around Easter and Christmas when people are gearing up for their camping holidays. So, it is somewhat weather related, as is David Jones to some extent as well. But, mm. uh, we also saw yesterday Oriton came out mm. with some, uh, some reasonably good figures. And mm, interesting. So, I mean, they're, they're driving hard into the Asian market. They're a premium up market brand and they're looking at acquisitions, but they are driving hard into the Asian market, which does seem to be offering some growth. Whereas, you know, it's hard to uh, imagine how David Jones is going to harness the growth of the Asian uh, consumer. Hmm.
0: Interesting. Henry, look, on behalf of 2 RFM 103.7, the, the cream of New South Wales, Australia as far as that's concerned, the Hunter Valley, thank you very much indeed for being with us. Pleasure, Barry. Uh, might like to make this uh, a regular thing. We might pick a couple of stocks to talk about.
1: Sure, no problem. Anytime. any time, love to do it.